Greetings all and welcome to the Real World Podcast where every week we talk about things going on in the Scream and Streaming world. I said that completely wrong. In the Screen and Streaming world, Sean. What have I told you? you you've um, had that a corona. I can tell. I've had a corona and I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, we're going to find out this week what's real good. But firstly, Sean Connery, what's real good with you, man? Um, everything, just life in general, mate. Um, <sighs> went shot. Had a really thrilling, exciting Sunday um, with a with good lady. Went for a Super King duvet. Um, our right. new Super King bed <laughs> arrives in two weeks' time. So yeah, just just general fun adult shit. Do you know what I mean? Right. What about yourself? Are you? Are you I'm all right, man. I've. Um, what did I watch today? Uh, oh, I played a bit of Ghost of Shimmer. <gasps> mate. Two words. Are you? Go on. Balls deep. <laughs> mate, I swear to God, I'm so like. Do you know what? I haven't even. Sorry, well, like. Starting this podcast off in a computer <laughs> game as per usual, do you know what I mean? Very off Because shock horror, we have a plan, and um, our plan is we don't have a plan. Um, mate, it's like, it's basically for me, it's like Red Dead Redemption, but Samurai. In Japan. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't even touched the main quests. You've just been doing all the mate, side I've missions. I've been doing all the side missions, exploring that. I'm like you, though, mate. Like, I'm just like. So the reason I bring it up, weirdly, I bring it up, I've not played it in ages because, what was I playing recently? I don't know why I put it on. I think I think I needed an update for the for Ghost of Shima, so I left it and I was like, right, what can I play in the meantime? And I put Shadow of War on. Have you played this? No. So you know the Lord of the Rings, they did Shadow of Mordor and then they did Shadow of War. Do <coughs> you know about these? <laughs> <laughs> You're on a fucking film club Hello, podcast. I'm going to be that. talking about the boys and shit <laughs> a bit, so shut up. No, basically, mate. I'd. Have you, are you even into Lord of the Rings? Like, as, yes. as films, not not right. as much so, as you. I don't think, but no, I'm not. I'm not no. massively right. But I got suggested this game, and they were like, "You've got to play it. It's like Assassin's Creed yeah. meets Lord of the Rings." And I was like, Ooh. "That sounds like a ridiculous yeah. combination." And basically, um, Shadow of Mordor originally started out. It has a fucking genius game mechanic in it, where you're basically a ranger, and it's long before like Bilbo and Frodo and all that yeah. shit Gollum's basically still got the ring and you play a ranger that's died and he's brought back by uh, an elven like king ghost right okay. who possesses you basically shares your body right so you've got all these crazy powers because you're like part elf but the crazy thing is if you die you'll come back and whoever killed you gets promoted so you basically have to you have to basically take out like commanders, lieutenants, yeah. um, like war generals in Mordor. But every time you die, whoever die, whoever killed you gets promoted, gets harder, gets tougher to kill. They get more like lieutenants that cover them. But the late the second one that was Shadow of War is you can actually now turn orcs and stuff to your side. So you'll possess a general. That general will go off and try and get his commander. And when you face the commander, you, the general will like betray him. And you just get in a massive brawl, and it's, it's just like it's ridiculous. It was so good, but I was playing that for ages, and I've just gone back to Ghost of Tsushima. I think the and... I think the the first game that really got me into the sort of open world, like, like kind of fantasy sort of thing, if that's what you want to call it, was um, Elder Scrolls. I think that was for a lot of people. See, I never, I've never played oh, any of them. Mate, it was so good, man. Just like you can pick what kind of sort of creature, if you want to call it, you want it to be like, yeah, you want it to be like an elf or a fucking goblin that you doing certain magic well, you are a goblin. stuff. Yeah, well, I'm, I look like a goblin. Same height. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, that's, that's that's the sort of game that got me into it. Oh, and then, 
like Assassin's Creed and obviously mm. the, the big ones, Grand Theft Auto, do you know what I mean? For for a lot of people. Never heard of it. And you got um Mafia. I loved I loved Mafia and stuff like that, like that. Yeah, Those yeah, sort yeah. of games where you're kinda of building your character and building the story. Never been so like kinda of into um games like like Call of Duty and stuff, do you know what I mean? Like kinda of, you can just see the gun and stuff. I like to see the character and like yeah. different costumes and different sort of like things like You're that. You're more tactical though, man. Yeah, I. You like 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 for Ghost at the minute. I'm just I'm my only issue is that I'm not doing enough stealth stuff because it's not giving yeah, me opportunity man. to. Ah, yeah, man. I've kind of noticed but that. But I do well, love the fact I'm like I think, fucking come on. I think you forget sometimes depending on what what kind the of frame is. of mind you're on, maybe that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Fair. You're just like I've had a shit day. Somebody's get their head chopped off. <laughs> Get the fucking <laughs> get the fucking samurai sword that somebody's getting it. Stand off, you prick, come here. Um, well, well, I was having I was having that issue this week of because I was I was hammering um, Shadow of War for ages, and you know that thing where you jump on one game and you jump back to the other, yeah. and you've forgotten your hands just don't work because yeah. you're pressing all the wrong buttons. Aye. And um, so you're like sprint, <laughs> so press and square. You're like yeah. You so basically, trying to slash the, the horse. For, <laughs> what's the button for? The button for sprint in Shadow of War is to throw something in in um, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> so I just done a standoff, right? And I smashed these guys. I went to get back on my horse. And I just threw a grenade at him. He was <laughs> yeah. not happy. Yeah. I mean, you do forget. <laughs> What's funny is the horse actually shakes his head. Especially if you're like, um, as you said, if you've not done the kind of a lot of the ghost stuff, um, yeah. you start throwing sticky bombs and that at people, and you're like, oh shit, I forgot I could do that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a lot to it, and there's still a lot to to be seen in the game mm. um, and I'm I I mean I think I'm pretty far into it already I've done quite a lot of side missions but the, the main stuff I haven't really kind of delved into it too much but yeah I mean let's get back to um, I was going to say so <laughs> let's get back to normality we're in what 10 minutes in and we've not even talked about what we're here for yeah because um, as mentioned folks every every so often well once a week really me and Sean sit down to talk about all the film news and stuff that's kicked off um, we recorded early last week because of Tenet which we've still not really concluded what the fuck was going on in there yeah. folks if you if you know the answer please feel free to send us a DM at this loads, loads of fan theories that I've watched um, the biggest one being that um, Robert Patterson is the son yes well that was our theory from like yeah. halfway wasn't it Aye, we, we um, said that we were like we, we're ahead of yous um Geeks who are listening as as well as well. geeks here, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a are. nice way to bring our audience in, mate. Yeah. Just call everyone. But all nice. we all know where we stand, of course. So you, you massive fucking geeks, um, you'll know that. Yeah, we recorded early last week. We both said, you know, unless something massive kicks off over the weekend, uh, there'll be nothing to report. And then we were obviously hit with the really fucking tragic news because Sean fucking texted me first thing in the morning. Yeah, man. What was it? Saturday last Saturday. Yeah. Oh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, man, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, a very talented actor whose life is obviously tragically cut short. I mean, again, this, this sort of hits home for me um, after, obviously, as as many of you probably listeners know, and Nick very well knows that my dad passed away at Christmas but um, through cancer. But it just goes to show you, you don't know what people are going through in their day-to-day life. I mean, this guy... I mean, as much as he's a great actor um, and was just on the rise, obviously, especially after Black Panther, but the fact that this guy was still 
doing these massive films while battling this disease, um, which, which I mean, most of you probably know it was colon cancer um, that he was diagnosed with in 2006. But I mean, the, the guy kept going, like, to doing all these stunts and these classes and training and everything for all these films and and then doing these kind of humanitarian stuff on the side and raising awareness and stuff and just what a, all round what an actual fucking legend that the guy is and it's very tragic obviously our heart goes out to his family and his fans and stuff I mean we're, we're fans himself but um, ourselves sorry but it's just I, I think the whole world, world was like just kind of taken aback by it just yeah. not completely unexpected because obviously the, the strongest element that everyone took away from it and that was ever, I was blown away by is how absolutely no one knew. I mean, did you did you know? No, no one knew. No one knew. Like I know that's what it I mean. came like, out. I, that... never, I couldn't even tell you that. It, obviously, that it, I mean, people were obviously hindsight's a wonderful yeah. thing, and people were like, "Oh yeah, I remember seeing him in this photo. Really he's walking stuff, his dog, yeah. and he looked terrible and stuff." And I'm like, "But end of the day, when you see this about like Christian Bale, for yeah. instance, is a, a classic example." It loses and gains weight like fucking nobody's business. You know what I mean? It's like a human yo-yo. Yeah. Um, and it's just... You assumed it was that. You, that I, well, that's what I did. I mean, when yeah, I look yeah. back on the photos and all that stuff, um, I think, oh, maybe he's, he's training for a, a different film or he's doing a, a bit of method acting he's losing weight to play a role. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I first seen no, the Chadwick Boseman and um, the Jackie Robertson biopic 42. I don't 40, know if you've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, great film. Great film, man. And then, obviously, as we well know, he played um, James Brown and Get On Up as well the, the year mm. after. But, I mean, yeah. everybody knows him for, for Black Panther, basically. That's the, the, the kind of magnitude that that film left on not only the black community, but everybody else's um, minds was that it's it was an all-black cast about superheroes and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that um, he just nailed it. Yeah, and they done, and he was set on it. I think he, you know, I think I remember reading how, even like with the past few weeks, he was supposed to be filming, or start talk, you know, start getting into production with Black Panther two, like yeah. the next couple of months. And he thought he was like, I'm going to do it, like I've, you know, I'm, I'm going to carry on doing it. Um, but just, just the genuine sort of mentality and spirit of of that guy is like, I think, you know, his his filmography will obviously always will keep him in people's minds forever but just to learn so i think it's very much that thing of learning about someone after and you know literally every every note that went out every post and stuff it was i had no idea he kept it so quiet yeah. i think i saw um i don't know if you saw it uh clark peters who plays lester freeman in the wire and was in defied bloods um with him was on good morning britain last week right. and he was getting really emotional because he said like i remember seeing him on set and in between takes, I, I sort of deemed him, he was like, I sort of deemed him as a bit of a, um, a prima donna because his wife was always massaging his back and he had people around him all the time. And he was getting really upset and he was like, I had no idea. And I had no idea that's why they were being like this Again, and that's, that's why they the were whole, so attentive to him. To the whole sort of like judgmental thing you think of like some of, some of the Hollywood actors. And I mean, we've all heard of people meeting famous people and, and sometimes, oh, this guy's like, was so nice and very warm and, yeah. and then you've got other people who are very kind of off-cuff and they just don't standoffish, standoffish and they just, they don't they don't really bother with you asking for a selfie mm. and stuff and they're like, nah, fuck off, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think I think most of the people who knew Chadwick Boseman like through working with him or doing whatever on the humanitarian side of it, 
it, it seems as if she was just an all-round like fucking amazing person really and that's yeah. the sad thing about it and they always say the good die young the, the, the good ones yeah. are always taken so soon and and tragically so this is this is um the situation we're at at the moment that we've obviously lost such a a talented actor um at, the, at, the, at what i would say is the peak of his career yeah 100 percent. i think you know the there was a lot of kickback from certain websites certain film entertainment websites that were getting shit because they were going straight into the thought process of well shit where does black panther 2 go from here yeah. and it's like it shouldn't have to go anywhere man it should just we let's just take some fucking time to reflect that we've lost what you know i think denzel washington said some words about him because he actually paid for his acting fees yeah, to right. study uh, in england kind of owed his, his, he, he kind of owed his career to him i mean you've seen him yeah. when he's accepting awards he talks about it briefly yeah and it's you know i've seen in interviews where he talks about like who did you look who are your heroes because that was it it was for i was watching interviews with him for jackie robinson mm-hmm. for 42 and he was saying like you know sydney poitier was a huge influence for me and i think that you know the 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 common sort of thing that I saw, which is always the ugly side of Twitter, where it's like, you know, he didn't do enough films to get this sort of respect. It's like, no, none of the people that the the people that are in the prime of the career and disappear, are, are, that's the problem we have. And but I don't think I don't, know, I don't agree with that statement though. I think alone, just if we hadn't seen him in other films like Forty Two and Get On Up and, and Drafty and all these sort of films, like. If he'd have came out and just done Black Panther as a, like a breakthrough actor, the way yeah. that the guy kind of uh, like kind of held that film together in such a, a good performance, mm-hmm. like it deserves all the fucking credit in the world for that. Just for that yeah. one film. And also, in like you know the, the 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 process behind it of you know he was he really fought for the characters to all to all to basically he was like well they're African so they're yeah. going to sound African. Amazing. And, Cause and it, like, it, because he the, knows, one of the greatest. Think, well, sorry, sorry to interrupt, man, but I think he knows on. how much it meant to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's what that you know. That's why he was so set in that performance, that character and stuff. He was like, I'm gonna do the best I can because this is like, you know, it's it's no different to, it's like it's like Superman. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's that sort of level of a role where it's like you you have been blessed to get this this iconic character that is now yours and. You know, it's a statement to him how, like, you know, I saw t- yesterday that um, Marvel, there's a, there's a, uh, like an app you can get, Comicsology, which basically you can read comics online, like digital, you can buy them, uh, almost like Amazon Prime, basically, yeah. for comics. And they released all the single Black Panther issues absolutely free. You know, that's, there's no, there's only one reason behind that. And that is, you know, he is, he will forever be like, a core foundation within the MCU and you know people were saying straight away like the portal scene in Endgame is going to hit so differently when you know when Cap's yeah. on his own and the portal opens up and he walks through and you're just like fuck like I, I straight away and it's weird I'm, I have I really have an issue when when act, great actors like pass away and stuff because I have a real you know we both know I'm a, I just fucking love film yeah so like even now I don't know if I've, I don't know if you've talked about this past, but like I've never, I've still not watched a Robin Williams film Mate, so since creepy. he died. That is so creepy that you just said that. That's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. I, I, but, I know I'm, I'm exact same. So I'm, I have I haven't really watched back Robin Williams films, but when I was growing up, everybody used to tell me that my my dad was a spitting image of Robin Williams. Right. Um, okay. And like I mean, just just the way it was, the way that the guy kind of lived his life. I, I, my dad was very very similar as well, and. 
obviously with my dad passing, Rob Williams passing as well, it's got that sort of, it holds it together, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I get that and what I think what you're trying to say is like, I mean, i seen the photos of all these young black kids like doing the Wakanda Forever sign with all the characters, yeah, yeah. all the, all the, the Marvel heroes around them and stuff and I thought that's amazing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like they know these young boys are going to grow up is the way the same oh, way kids. the same way that he looked at Denzel Washington and Sidney Poitier like that's the way Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman is going to be remembered for these young guys and that's yeah. that's a legacy that obviously that the guy wanted to leave but he left it too soon mm. um, but yeah I mean I think from my understanding actually there's still set to be one more um, don't know if you know about this so with with the MCU sort of Disney Plus shows that are happening, there's also going to be an animated series called What If, which is um, a bunch of separate in- single stories that are alternate versions of stories that we know. So it's What If um, Peggy Carter took the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve. Yeah. Um, but there's one particular one. I think, I think it's I think it might actually be What If T'Challa had, had been picked up by Yondu. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I might be completely pulling out my, my, my ass. But he's like voicing in that, um, so that's going to be like your last sort of uh, entry point from him in that in that character and stuff. And I think, you know, just credit to him, man. Like, what you just just a fucking <clears throat> legend. We we were pretty like as the as was the rest. We were all really shocked about it. And I think it's going to be sad, his, sadly missed. His yeah, sadly missing it will be a space that will take a long while to fill, and hopefully it won't be. Like a lot of people have said, like don't recast him, and I don't think they will. I think out of respect, you can't you can't do sort of like a fucking Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo situation on this for the for well, the Hulk. A lot of You've people got have been to speculating about Mister um, Washington regarding the whole Tenet um, thing. Yeah, about, about again. Well, I wouldn't. I just I just don't want it. I don't, I don't want, want someone it, else. To, it's think... not. This isn't a James Bond scenario. Nah. This is a fucking someone has died, and he made that role his own. Touch it either out of respect for him as well. I don't You'd think, hope so. I don't think many um, actors would, would do it. I mean, they were talking about um, loads of other kind of actors and stuff to do it, but I just thought, nah, it's not, it's not, it's not very tasteful, f- um, especially for me anyway. No, I think I think what would be really good and out of just respect for me if they did make an effort to sort of have someone come in to take the throne and be like, look, leave it how our king left it sort of scenario. Yeah. Um and carry on carry on a legacy because like exactly what you said he's left a massive legacy behind and he'll be sorely missed um, but going from from Chadwick Boseman to another massive franchise where um, I was pretty sort of not shocked but like quite impressed by reading about this and, and I know I sent it to you a couple, a couple of days ago um, so I wanted to know what you make of it but John Boyega's recently had an interview with GQ where he talked about how he basically has no intention to go back to the Star Wars universe following his 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 handling of Finn or not his handling of Finn but the studio's handling of yeah. Finn uh, in the new Star Wars trilogy and quite like a damning uh, interview and quite you know fully open statement where like you can read it on GQ now I'll put the link in the description for the podcast but it's basically John John Boyega's quote I'm the only cast member whose experience of Star Wars was based on their race end quote um it had been quite apparent after how uh the rise of skywalker ended that he was like i'm done that's my contract finished like i've got nothing else to link to that anymore i'm fine with it and i remember during like the whole the huge blm movement like he was seen in in england like making speeches and he was like fuck my job i don't care anymore this needs addressing and stuff but he's this interview is just really really interesting um in terms of where his head's at and how he perceives 
Disney to have handled the situation. Um, what are your thoughts on it, mate? Because like I, speaking personally, like I remember the very I remember being in my actual my my old what, an old job back in Knott's right and on a late shift and waiting for this fucking Force Awakens trailer to turn up yeah. and his was the first face you saw and as that series as that trilogy progressed he've got he got he went further and further and further back in 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 like the, the camera in terms of the viewpoint everything was on Daisy Risley everything was on Adam Driver and this character that had come from a very interesting background of being a stormtrooper switching sides you know everyone thought he was going to be the next Jedi and obviously the twist was there but it was still potential yeah. he had potential to be a big character and no, didn't I think obviously what are your what are your thoughts on this um, I mean obviously the guy's expressing himself and kudos to him for obviously speaking up but obviously it doesn't matter how I mean obviously a successful franchise and how much that it obviously means to certain people but he's obviously got a platform and he's he's, he's standing at the top of it and, and saying how he feels and and good on him, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm all for people like if he, if he's if he's been 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 done wrong by whoever the studio, the the directors, the producers, whatever. If that's the way he feels, then there's obviously some truth to it. Do you know what I mean? He's not just going to come out and say that for no reason. Like especially if if you think on the financial terms of it or what it might mean for his career. He obviously yeah. and without being too fucking crude about it, he obviously doesn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? No. And I, um, good on him, man. Um, I, I totally agree with you, but that when when they were doing chat shows, it was him and Daisy, and it was like those two were just kind of promoting the film. I mean, Adam Driver mm. didn't do a lot of, well, but I seen anyway, a lot of publicity for the yeah. film. And you think, right, okay, fair enough, if he's not going to be the next Jedi, but surely it should have been, what well, well, I think anyway, I think it should have had a bigger, um, part of the film presence. And, and, and presence and I and that's probably how he feels and how other people feel as well and yeah I mean it's for this one for me it was quite kind of short and sweet I wasn't shocked about it I mean obviously with, with the, the stuff that's going on in the current climate there's loads of stuff coming out about this mm. director did this this producer did that I was mistreated and stuff and and it does go on, do you know what I mean? It goes on for everybody even in normal walks of life like day to day like you're going oh my boss did this or um, I yeah. was my, my my colleague made me feel like this. I mean, I, I hear it on a, 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 a daily basis because obviously of my yeah. clientele working in the barber shop. It's like, mm. oh, my, my boss fucking uh, stitched me up today. Or, do you know what I mean? And not a lot of people have got this platform that John Boyega has to, to basically to speak out about it. I mean, I think, yeah, you're right. He's definitely used it to his potential and fair play to him. I don't think... It was interesting. Like, I remember... I remember following his big speeches during the BL, like BLM sort of... I think everybody like, did, though. At, it, at its height. No, but it was the, it was the whole thing of J.J. Abrams saying, you know, when he said, uh, you know, fuck it, if I, lose my, if I lose my job, whatever, I lose my job. And J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams was saying, like, you've always got work, like, yeah. I will happily work with you again. And I'm just like, to say, just to quote, take a quote from the interview, right, so from GQ, um, quote, like, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, so he's referring to Disney about this. You knew what to do with Adam Driver, he says. You know what to do with these other people, but when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know fuck all. So what do you want me to say? What they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. No, 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 no. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows I'm not exposing anything. 
And I think it's weird because it is definitely, you know, it's still frustratingly one of those, it's the elephant in the room. And it's like, going back to that, that that arc of Finn in the trilogy where it's like those trailers started and it was like, oh my God, they've got a black character set front and centre um, of of Star Wars, which let's be honest, is the biggest fucking franchise in the world. Yeah, like, 100%. The fact that between between the prequel, you know, between the originals, the prequels, and I always thought this was really crazy, between, basically between every every section of the Star Wars series, i.e. the originals, the prequels, and the, and the new trilogy, you could still go into Toys R Us and buy, pick up a Star Wars toy, no matter what year it was. Yeah. You know, films hadn't been out for 10 years, and yet it was still prevalent. And to say he had this opportunity and was given this opportunity and he was clearly buzzed. Like I follow him on Instagram and it was like when Star Wars Battlefront came out on PlayStation, he was constantly playing it, obviously buzzing over the fact his fucking, his face was in a fucking video game. And it's just gone so shit. It went so shit for him. And you know, I, I wasn't a massive fan of the last chapter at all. I thought it was absolutely terrible. Um, Just stuff was glued together with like fucking sticky tape. And I was really upset. I was really frustrated with it. Um, but you know, yeah. John Boyega is a, a, a definitely. You know, we've talked about obviously with Chadwick Boseman passing. He was a massive talent. John Boyega himself is a massive talent. There's a film, Detroit. If you've yeah. not seen it, please fucking watch it because it's so good. A brilliant film. What a banger! Um, film. And then, and then even like Attack the Block, like just such a weird out there film where it was like, who the fuck is this guy? If you've not seen it, just definitely like put it on your list because it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, like fair play to him for speaking out. I just think it's so shit that he has to. Um, I just thought it was a really interesting little thing to, to highlight. And if you've not read the interview, like, like I say, it's going to be in the description uh, for the podcast, so do check it out. Um, going on to more sort of positive elements, though, of one thing that absolutely, mate, it, it shook me, but it didn't stir me. Um, uh, <laughs> nice for those that ha- Cheers, mate. For those that haven't seen it, uh, the new trailer for No Time to Die came out. Um, for the next and final instalment from Daniel Craig as James Bond. Nick was and Nick was foaming at the mouth when when this mate, uh, second trailer hit. Well, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it the podcast or we've talked about it off air, whatever. Like how the next year or between now and the end of fucking next year, we're gonna have just banger after banger yeah. like every week, which is mad. Like I saw. Um, Somebody tweeted Cineworld recently saying, uh, are you going to be having the classics on anymore? Because obviously with the the lockdown, there was limited releases and it was like, no, because we've got fucking Bill and Ted, Candyman, something or other lined up, this and lined up. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I almost, my sort of excitement dipped a bit for Bond. And after this trailer has completely gone back up again. Like, what did you think of it? Because I think it's fucking brilliant. I, I was like fucking buzzing. With it, my my dad was a massive uh, Bond fan. Like just right. every single time that there was a new Bond film coming, it was like we're going to see that. Do you know what I mean? It was just there yeah. was no questions asked. It's just yeah, it's just such. A, I mean, Bond's obviously iconic. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah everybody yeah. knows it, especially in the UK. But I mean, I mean around the, the states and that as well, they all love it. They fucking the yeah, British yeah. spy who gets all the fucking gadgets and gets all the women, and he's just like basically going after the villain every single time and it's just it's just such a good fucking um such a good trailer that they've dropped um me personally i love the bit with the fucking the plane that, that this plane comes out of a it's like a, 
So the plane comes out of a plane, and then it's in the air, <laughs> and then it goes into a submarine. Just and drops, I'm just like, switches. And I'm just like, this, Wait, is, this is Bond. This is Yeah, Bond. exactly, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, everything about it, that, I mean, the other bit... I loved... I, Sorry, sorry, Carol, mate. I think the other bit as well with that bit at the start when when he hides behind that rock and the. <laughs> just just like, we just like, fuck? oh my god! <laughs> it's just like the thing with Bond is it's obviously it's it's all like kind of mysterious and it's like nobody. He's a man of mystery. Guy, he's, he's a spy, and all certain people know. But at the end of the day, it kind of unfolds that there's this fucking like super villain, and he's basically got to go and. And, and fucking save the world basically and the the way that this film is shot is unreal like I cannot well, it wait. looks fucking cannot beautiful fucking wait the fact that the screenplay has also been done by Phoebe Waller-Bridge as well like with with, with other people I mean she yeah. is she's just like she's just like behind the scenes just mate I'm just I, as I'm, you're I'm talking about I'm just like, to start I'm from just a, re-watching like, it a BBC like, no comedy to doing fucking a screenplay or parts of the screenplay for the new Bond. Bond. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I think it was interesting is they basically have said we wanted a different perspective on it, and because obviously the big issue that loads of people kicked off about because they're fucking losers is that 007 has been replaced, and he's you know he's hung up his his welfare, he's put his license to kill like back in the drawer. And he's been replaced by not just a woman, but a black woman, which is fucking outrageous. And it's just like, get a fucking grip. Get a fucking grip, you absolute loser. She looks fucking amazing in it. So the person that we're referring to is, no pronunciation is not my best point, but Lashana Lynch, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, she was actually in um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, she was uh, Maria Rambo, the the other Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but she and looks, mate, she looks she's looks fucking so cool fucking fuck, sick. <laughs> she looks like she looks. She put it this way: if you were going to take a female version of Bond, this is exactly how she would yeah. act and how she would yeah. carry herself. She's fucking. I love that. I love that great shot of where like she's got the gun and she sort of dips back into yeah. the fucking shadow. I'm like, you look terrified. Yes. And I love this. Um, somebody, somebody from um, uh, Jump Cut like tweeted a picture of her. Of like fucking hell, like because the basically the director Carrie Fukunaga who did um, True Detective, which is just fucking am- with the fact that he's doing a Bond film is mind blowing. But there's a screenshot of her in um, I think there's like a, she's in a club or something, and I said to I tweeted him back saying if you if you told me this was a clip from a, a video for the weekend I believe you like it just looks <laughs> yeah. so good she's like got like a white outfit on some massive glasses and the like the disco lights are like fucking bouncing off her lenses and she just looks quality. But I think what's interesting is one thing that I've noticed a lot of people talking about is how this is the Bond team. So Q's back. Yeah. There's a new Bond. Money Penny's there. And it's like, are they trying to lean into the Mission Impossible route? Which is interesting because when Daniel Craig first started with Casino Royale, that was that was backlash or um, trying to trying to replicate the same thing that Matt Damon had done with Bourne. So if you look yeah, at Casino Royale... A lot, a lot of people and, said that, that mean... Yeah, um, you look me, you look at Casino Royale and you look at Bourne, they fight the same. hundred oh, percent. A lot of the fight sequences I, are shot I, I, very we, similarly. We've spoken about this. I don't know on the podcast or in person, yeah. but I've always said they had to. Like there was mm. no, they couldn't they yeah. couldn't have let um, the Bourne basically films take over 
the Bond films. It's just it's just sacrilege. It's just sacrilege. The fact that it's like it's iconic. It's Bond, and then they've come out. And don't get me wrong, the Bond identity is fucking magic. Like it changed oh, the yeah. way that that fight scenes are done nowadays, and especially changed the way you saw Matt Damon. Jesus Christ! Changed the way that you hold a fucking book. That's first. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I carry my books as if I'm ready to fucking shove it into somebody's throat. You know what I mean? When yeah. You just looked at a biro really questionably, didn't you? From I, then on, you were just and like... And again... And that was the... Th- it was there's, just... There's, there's it was remnants of it in John Wick when he's fighting yeah. the big guy with a book and you're just like, that's... Do you know what I mean? These that's stuff, born. These stuff carry on. That's born. That's Matt Damon in a woolly jumper. Right. <laughs> it's, it's madness. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We don't have... I mean, what is it? Uh, is it still the 20th of November? Or yeah, I think so. Not so I think it's November. 12th. The 12th. Oh, 12th of November. 12th of November. Right, okay. so not too long. Do you know what I mean? Not too long. Mate, not too long. No, this is this is my theory. <laughs> it's right. Christmas in like two weeks. <laughs> I know. It's exactly what it is. This is my theory. All right. So, uh, the fact that you've got Christoph Fultz in it as well. Now, I thought, personally, he was amazing in the fucking the last one. But... No, he wasn't. The fucking... The, the golden fucking goose, Rami Malek... Like, right, so this is what so, I want to ask you. What's your thoughts on him mate, in this as the villain? This, for me, <laughs> is, is perfect. The way that he's followed on from the fucking the massive success and deservedly so for one of the best biopics I've ever seen. Queen fucking... Are you shaking your head? You are fucking... You are mad, mate. If you, if you honestly think... Oh, mate, no. We won't go into it. We won't go into it. Why? The better the, there is a better biopic that came out in recent years, and it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's fucking Rocket Man. But let's just move on. From Fuck that. off! <laughs> you are high as a kite if you think Rocket Man is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. No today. You're you, actually at. So it's going in the pole. So go, it's going, go, go into the kitchen. Right. Stand above the bin and head dive directly into it because you are talking nonsense, my friend. Right. Hold on. This so is going on the pole. Right, okay, we'll go on the pole, this but basically let me finish my keep point. Keep talking. So, that Even thing... Even though it's invalid, because Sometimes, sometimes shit, when okay. you fuck, <laughs> fuck up your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Very personal. You hear that in my voice there? Your dick. Um, but I think the way that it's good, it's good sort of not casting, but maybe with the way that he's chose to do it. But going from playing Freddie Mercury to playing a fucking Bond villain, like that's... That's well, I ro- um, not I robot, Mr. Robot as well. Like, Aye, but I mean, like as no, in, I'm saying he's he's really good in that. Yeah, like, I know he's amazing. That, but what I'm saying is great. those two different dynamics. It's like it's like chocolate and cheese. You know what I mean? But I think mm. he, I think he looks amazing in it. I'm I'm fucking excited to um, to see him and, and to see how he's portrayed and what sort of villain he's going to be. Yeah, um, we'll see. Anyway, Even you're wrong, though Rocket so, Man yeah. is a better film, so it's not. Do you, you know what it's like? It's like, it's like right. So, so Rocket Man is like grease. Wait, stop, 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 stop. So, out of five, what would you give Rocket Man? Two. You could fuck off. I swear to Not God. even. You are. Off, you are outside your mind. Four and four point five. You are absolute. You've your brain switched you're off. You're at it. Just I bet it, you were sitting there with Tina, like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, you I wasn't at all. You had your, you had your fucking your, your flame glasses with your stilettos on <laughs> and your glittery, Why? glittery baseball outfit going. Yes. Well, that, that's basically yeah. how. Well, that's you've you've been to the cinema with me. That's how, exactly how I Why? dress. Um, Eating that's the requirement for a fucking cinema outfit. Um, you, the fact that you even think that is just <sighs> shocking. I thought we but were best anyways. friends. <laughs> 
we're not best friends. <laughs> um, right. So, folks, just to put it out into context, Sean phoned me up last week, right? And he was like, "Can we have? Can we? Can we go somewhere together?" And I was like, "Well, this doesn't sound haunting at all." And he was like, "Because we're best friends." I was like, "Sean, we're not best friends." Can you believe? Because Sean basically can you had, believe he Sean took a dagger and put it through my heart and basically <laughs> told me the man that I have been doing podcasts with and lockdown has told me that we're not best friends. Well, we have shared dominoes. We have shared <laughs> chicken wings. We have shared cinema dates. We have shared. Personal experiences. We have cried what? together. Where is we this have going? laughed together. I don't this at and yet, all. we're not best friends. So I suggested to Nick, why don't we go down to the garage and chop, um, get the samurai sword out and cut some what, watermelons. What is happening? Yeah. What is actually happening? You're talking shit. Night, um, Nighthawk and Dragon. That's basically it. Needless to say, Sean's wrong. Um, nope. In, in sort of just squeeze this in completely off the cuff, what's your perspective on um, Robert Battinson being an absolutely silly sausage? Oh. <laughs> just like, it's like a fucking roller coaster. We're on cloud yeah. nine and then just take the fucking rug from under our feet. So for, the, for those that don't know, the news broke last week. In the space of like two hours, it was production of the Batman has halted after a member of the cast and crew has been confirmed positive with COVID. And guess who? And not, then within two the fucking, hours... Not not the, the guy who's in the background maybe getting beat up. <laughs> the fucking main guy. The one guy the one who for guy the majority of the film don't want to, wears a fucking mask. Yes, exactly. How the fucking iron in it is dripping into his bat suit. Silly prick. What a, what a tosser. Uh, um, mate, can you believe they've only filmed 25% of that film? Insane. And we've already but, had a fucking... Can you imagine, like, so we've been talking about the Bond second trailer. We've had can raging you, boners for 25% of imagine, the film. <laughs> can you imagine the fucking the trailer for the second part? Sorry, the second trailer of Batman. <gasps> my goodness. Oh, I hope we get to see, my, personally, I hope we get to see Paul Dano, like, more well, of Well, you've seen him already. You know what I mean, but all the fucking, like, electric fucking duct tape on his face, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to see his beautiful face. face. Show me the Riddler. Show me. Um, but yeah, we aren't that happy about that. No. I'm putting this pole in the fucking thing oh, now. Right, the right now it's happening. Hold on. I, I care. I care. Well, That's the main thing. Um, story so, right, hold on. So I read all your lunch, right? So basically... No, it, we're not putting a bet on for this. No, it's a separate bet. Okay, go on. So what we'll do is... Um, whoever wins... Right. 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 Has to dress up yep. as the other character <laughs> that the person has lost for. So, <laughs> so if I lose, I've got to take a photo of me dressed up as Elton John. And if you oh lose, you've God. got to take a photo of you dressed up as Fred Mercury. And we need to post it on uh, the Real Good page. That's funny. And it's easy. Mate, but that's... that's No, that, is it? That's You've got to wear a fucking... Oh, no, I've got to wear a vest... I've put a stick on moustache. Like, glasses with a fucking... With flames on it yeah. and heels and shit. Where are you going to get them from? Uh, uh, Amazon is my friend. Amazon is your friend. So, friend. yes. Deal. You know what? So, you know what's really annoying, deal. right? So, I've put the pole... I'm about to put the pole in now. And the frustrating thing is... So, Bohemian Rhapsody fits perfectly. Right. But Rocket Man... In fact, I'm going to have to space it. Because I'm just fucking anal with shit like this. Rocket Man has got Rocket Ma and then the ends at the bottom. Why? I don't know. Just fucking... Do you know what I mean? What? There we go. There we go. Right. 
Can I just one put or other. Choose Rhapsody? one, and so so the poll is choose one, and the other disappears forever. Ooh, yes. Right. So, 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 so do we have, so do, do we have a deal that the other person has got to send a photo? I'm not settling oh, on come that deal. On. Much <laughs> Let's make it fun. Let's make it fun. We'll see. No, we'll no. See. We'll see how the results. On, <laughs> the polls out. The polls out. The polls out. Oh, right. So that's the deal, basically, guys. If okay. he doesn't oblige to it, then he's a wanker. Yeah, well, that's established already. Right. Anyway, but it's already happening. The polls up. Go have a look. Um, um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, following on from Batman being an absolute bell end, we will revert, of course, to what is the best fucking. We'll go from the best you... to the me- to the mess. Um, which is what I'll talk about later. Yeah. But, folks, three episodes of The Boys have dropped this week because season God. two is back in action. <laughs> My fucking God. It's so good. Um, it's so good. Um, folks, if you've not seen The Boys, you need to stop. You need to pause this podcast. You need to take three hours out of your evening and you need to get back on this shit. Yeah. Because The Boys, I genuinely think, is one of the best fucking TV shows on telly at the minute. Uh, yeah, it's Without up. question. Like, the fact this thing exists is just amazing. But for those that, yeah, for those that don't know, it's the second season, it's on Amazon Prime, and the first season is all about, um, uh, it's basically set in a world where superheroes are absolute wankers, and there's a small band of individuals called The Boys, uh, led by Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, who Billy, is basically... Billy the Butcher, with his, Billy with Butcher. his, with his terrible English accent. He basically, he basically Billy, Billy Butcher has got an accent if I was to do one an English accent terrible yeah. accents he sounds, no, it's like, not, it's not he sounds like Jack Sparrow who's smoked Ooh. 60 fags no more on that in a bit but yeah so so Carl Urban's Billy Butcher and he leads this team that are basically set out to uh, un- uncover and blow the whistle on the fact that superheroes are actual scumbags Um the first season ended on an absolutely brilliant cliffhanger, which even I was shocked by because I'd not. I've I've got the I've got the actual like book comic books. This is based on, so that cliffhanger, I was just like, what is going on? Um, the second season now follows on from from weirdly the first, and there is disruption in the world. Um, the the heroes are winning. We do not want them to win, and at the moment the boys have sort of disbanded. If you if you like superhero films, if you like superhero shows, you would fucking love this. The interesting thing is, if you don't like superhero shows, you will still love this. Because, Sean, back me up. This is the most anti-Marvel, anti-DC, anti-comic book thing you could ever imagine. Mate, and yet still is a great comic book mate, series. I, I mean, I don't know. I keep saying that's the people like when I say, have you watched The Boys? And I'm like, no, what's that about? And I'm like, <clears throat> let me tell you. <laughs> And then I don't go into it too much, but I basically say it's superhero for adults. It's like, yeah. if you don't like Marvel and DC and it's all the fucking like saving everybody and it's like, yeah, guys, and remember, eat your vitamins. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's these guys are fucking it's like narcissistic, fucking yeah. evil people to the core. But then when they go in front of the camera, it's like, yes, I am home front. You know what I mean? Do not worry. Yeah. I will save Home-lander. the day. I mean, that bit with fucking Translucence Funeral, I was laughing my tits off, man. <laughs> so so for those that don't know, um, I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant um, sort of statement on current issues of great power. Like, with great power becomes an absolute fucking <clears throat> over-control. Yeah, like, with great power absolute, comes an ego. 
Yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, and at the centre of it is um, oh my god, I've completely forgot his name, Anthony Starr, who is who is the villain of the film uh, of the series, yeah. the Homelander. And it, the only way I can describe it is, what if Superman was an absolute psychopath? Yeah, and I mean a psychopath like, to the to like to the to the the the, the extreme. Billion. Well, I, I've I I was watching it like I smashed through the first three episodes because so basically the first season came out you could binge it all in one, which much to Sean's enjoyment. But now they've done three episodes this week and from the and next five because yeah from from following on it'll be one a week as in as yeah. the old fashioned TV oh. process. Um, but yeah, the great thing about it is so Carl Urban is the sort of this and, and this is the great thing about it, heroes of villains and even. Villains like heroes are villains, and even hero actual heroes aren't that great themselves. Like no. there are no, there are no genuinely. There's no Captain Americas in here. There's no Iron Mans. There's no pure, good intention people. They've all got their own fucking agenda in this twisted fucking world that we're I mean, they're even, watching. Even on in like season one, we thought that Huey was the the the, the deep to the core, the pure good soul. guy, the pure soul, but. Season two kind of flips that on its head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody is next says it's got their own agenda, and that's what makes it so fucking good. It's like everybody's mm. trying to get this person to help them, and then out of nowhere, this person will help them. But as soon as he helps them, he turns their back on them immediately. Yeah. There's no fucking like, oh, he's one of us now. Do you know what I mean? No. Um, just don't trust anyone. Don't trust and it, anyone. That's the great thing about it. Like. I mean, I've, I don't think I've talked to you about this that much in depth, but I honestly think like the Homelander is probably one of the best TV TV villains in recent history. I mean, can like, we just talk for one second about the way on. that Anthony Starr drinks that milk? <laughs> My goodness me, have you any? Have you ever seen? He drinks it like a serial killer who's basically like, <laughs> like it's like um, Anthony Hopkins. Basically, why do you always compare everyone to Hannibal Lecter? Because what is your is, obsession with Dr. Lecter? Because he is the fucking the serial killer. He is the man. Yeah. He is the number one. No, but anyway, the, the thing the thing about this is though that in, 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 I appreciate where you're coming from. My my thing that I love about this is, and like we've said we've said earlier, it's that great switch. Like you can literally yeah. see it in his face where it's like this is this is my public face. And this is my real face. It's the, it's the, and the, the real face that does has it. laser eyes and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's the smile that does it. It does that kind of like yeah. wholesome it's... Superman smile and then all of a sudden he's you're like, the cameras are still on him and he just looks <laughs> to his left and he's like, I'm going to burn you with my eyeballs in three seconds. Do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as this camera's off, you're for it. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's... And it's, it's, the great thing about it is like, he has it down to an art. He's oh, got. Yeah. He's got. He's got the. He's got the talk. He's got the lingo of how to deal with the public. Like in the public's eye, he is Superman. He is this great all American hero. He literally has a fucking American flag on his cape. Yeah. And yet, one, mate, one moment that stuck out for me, and I was like, "That is insane." Is when they get the new recruit who's blind. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> like oh, oh, "Yeah." So they get this. Sounds great. Um, so basically, they the. the there's this woman who she's basically taking over as a sort of she's PR, the PR lady, PR lady yeah. and she's like oh Homelander because she knows he's the face of the seven who are the, the group of superheroes she's I've essentially got, the, the Avengers yeah I've got somebody who's going to replace um, Translucent Translucent and I'm like, oh smashing let's meet him go and meet him this guy's jumping about doing kicks fucking blind guy he is, he can, he's like their daredevil isn't he yeah he can basically do that anything. puts it in perspective little guy and he's, he's like, blind but he's got really good, good hearing to meet you blah 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 
Home it's like, you're like, the real hero. Yep, smashing. And he's like, one question. He says, you're blind, obviously. He says, what happens if... And it just fucking smashes his ears and they're just bleeding. The guy's down on, like, on all fours, all just f- crying, was- bleeding from his ears. And he's like... And then it, that's that's the switch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's and it's that, it's that, you honestly look. want me... You want this... You want me to work beyond a team with a fucking cripple? Yeah, you just like, and oh, you're like wow. And then that woman realizes who Homelander really is, and he's like, yeah. "You report to me. I am, I am the seven. I am fucking Vought. You, I'm Vought. Yeah. He, he is again the narcissism. He is everything. All, the world revolves around Homelander, or so he thinks. And, but it's, um, he is like, you know, it's the whole thing of gods and monsters. Like he's both. Like he's he's terrifying. Like, there are genuine moments of... And what I love at the moment, I'm loving the second season purely because they've introduced this new character who's Stormfront, um, who is this outspoken... She's almost sort of... Not to the not to the, the same level, but she's almost the female version of Homelander, to an extent. Sorry, mate, you cut out. Sorry, I cut out, say again. To an extent, she is the female version of Homelander. Well, I said... I was, so I wrote a review recently for Jump Cut because I've watched the first, like I say, smashed through the first three episodes. And if, in, in to put it into context, if Homelander is a psychotic Captain America, she's his Tony Stark. Yes, she doesn't give a fuck. She's she's not she's not willing to work with the peer, with the with the superhero Vault machine. She doesn't even want to work and with yet, the superheroes. No, and yet and yet there's a great. I mean, the third episode ended on such a moment where it's like. I'm on your game field. I'm on your play field and we're going to go at this. Like this, you've just met your match and yeah. it's just great to see him just stood there and it's like, right, how do I fucking remove this this piece from Fetch. the table because I need to get rid of it? But that's the great thing about this show as well is you are more interested in the villains who are heroes, which is weird. Crazy. But like, what's your thoughts on the boys as a group at the moment because I've got I've got some issues with the second season so far minor quibbles but things that I really want them to fix that I need them to sort out because it's just doing my fucking tits in I don't really know mate that's kind of it's a good question man I don't really know what's your thoughts on it so my frustration at the moment is that uh, as I say the first season that ended on a cliffhanger the boys were sort of like disbanded uh, scattered to the wind because they're on the run my frustration at the moment is that Huey hasn't changed yeah, he's still like. There's a great moment at the third season. We won't go into it into too much de- detail, but it's whaley, whaley. It's whaley good. It's whaley, whaley good. It's whaley. And <laughs> and it's just that sequence alone is Huey just being Huey. But that's I'm that's sit what I, here. I remember messaging you and saying Huey inside the wheel. Yeah, and I just and I or. Laughed, or fucking let's leave fucking Pinocchio in there which I thought was brilliant oh, like I absolutely fucking lost but that that stuff like, like obviously you need that you need that sort of I think there is going to come a time when Hughie he needs to nut up man well, like he, he needs, needs to... to nut up but again he almost almost did in a way like he got everybody to realise that Vought is like supplying the superheroes they're, they're made they're not born this way so yeah. and it was a win for him but Again, it wasn't that. It didn't last that long. I think. I think. Yeah, I've just got certain issues with where it's going, and I hope it fixes it. Like I'm. I'm. A, I'm just already with three episodes in. Billy Butcher's admittedly only turned up for like what one, two, and two and a tenth, and I just don't like the fact there's still friction with those two. I'm just like, 
figure out that he's a wrong and that Billy's a butcher, Billy, Billy Butcher is a bad guy. And that's the great thing I love about it is that he is a bad guy. He's twisting people to his own means and the rest of the team just don't have a clue yet. And also what I, I didn't really feel that kind of annoyed me a little bit was the bit with um, Kimiko and her brother. Um, In what sense? What do you well, like? Well, Storm, Stormfront is basically ready to fucking kill the guy and Homelander yeah. turns up and she doesn't do anything. I thought, well, isn't he, is she not supposed to be the the boy's sort of weapon in a way? Who on about? Sorry, so Stormfront Kimiko. turns up. Kimiko so, doesn't do anything. So Kimiko, yeah, but I mean, so I re I rewatched it last night because what I love as well is that like going back to the fact that people that even if you're not into comic book shows or comic book films, you'll enjoy this because like your girlfriend re like she left halfway through an episode of the third the third episode came back and rewatched it. So I saw that final scene again, and I think it sort of establishes why Kimiko is not involved in it and what capacity and, and that and you know the final shot is actually a front cover of one of the issues where they're all sat watching the tv and she's just sat on the floor raging um and i think i like the fact that it's leaning into the rest of the team a bit more so mother's milk's a bit more of a conscience in the team where he said like i love the whole conversation where he has with billy where he's like Huey's your canary and if he dies how are you going to know how far you've gone um and Billy straight away is like, what a load of old shit. But yeah, you're right. His fucking accent. Billy Bush, Carl Urban as a performer in this series is great. My issue is that his Cockney is so bad. So bad. It's as, it's bad, like, it's as bad as Mel Gibson's Scottish accent in Braveheart. Well, it's, it's, it's not... I'm not going to say it's Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins bad. It's almost but it's like, But it's like, you can hear the New Zealand sort of accent yeah. coming through. Um, which is weird because I think I, I don't know if, so if he, Anthony so Starr is actually comics? from Australia or is New Zealand he, as is well. He, is, is he English? There's a whole yeah. He's like born in fucking like London, grown up there. Goes joins the SAS. Like even if even if in the series they explained like I was born in England, I went to live in New Zealand, and you'd be like, okay, done. Do you know what I mean like that makes sense? Perfectly fine. Your accent's a bit twangy. Yeah. That's fine. Um, about like, but um, I just can't. About like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, but there's no explanation for that accent, is there? I know, Jesus. but that's what I'm saying. But you could have that sort of... It doesn't have to go full Cockney. I'll try to I go think, full Cockney. Yes and no. Like, I just think... I remember reading this year... Because this is years old, this comic book. And it was basically one of the first ones I ever picked up. Because it was after Preacher, which was coincidentally made by... Produced by Seth Rogen, who also produces this. And turns up in... Does a few cameos in this as well. Um... And it had that, it's got the same ferocity and like doesn't give a shit attitude as Preacher. Um, and at the centre of it, Billy Butcher is like the first, the first couple of frames in the first like issue of The Boys is he's literally walking down a street in New York and he seems Homelander like fucking shoot across the sky and he's like, I'm going to get you, you cunt. And it's just like, right, okay, that's the tone we've got. And I think you want someone, I don't know, you want. You want a geezer because that's what Billy's like. He is a proper like. If he wasn't working in the job, he what he's it he is. He'd be a gangster. Do you know what I mean? He'd be Tom Hardy. Like Tom Hardy would have. If they had a bigger budget and this was a film, that would be Tom Hardy without question. Um, but it's just and even interestingly, like Huey in the comics is modelled on Simon Pegg, which is why Simon Pegg's in the series. Yeah. Um, but I just think I think it's a fucking great show. I think it's hilarious. I think it doesn't hold back, and I think the story is so compelling because it's just it flips 
the whole your whole perspective of the comic book genre, comic book movie genre on its arse. I think that's why people just, love it so much, Nick, though. Yeah. It's because it just doesn't give a shit. It doesn't give a shit and it's the again, it's a superhero for adults. You know Me, what I mean? if it, if I'd have told you Patton Oswalt is gonna voice some some, some gills, gills on a fucking <laughs> and start singing, You are so beautiful you're like, like what the what fuck? the fuck is happening <laughs> insane man but it but it works yeah. and that's the great thing about it is is to follow on an idea sometimes you can have an idea that's so crazy sometimes it doesn't hold off it doesn't it doesn't work that well but the fact that this sticks with it and goes no just stay with us this will pay off um I'm really interested in where the deep's character's going for those that don't know the deep is like their version of aquaman aquaman yeah and and I love the fact that I think I remember reading him uh, an interview with either a director or a writer basically saying he once stood out do the dolphin incident from the first season and it is that situation of yeah. like look how fucking useless that a superhero like this would be it's like w- you know we've got I've got a whale and <laughs> like, I'm just going to run a boat through it yeah I did <laughs> um, but yeah just please if you've not watched it please please watch it please, if you've please. got if, uh, the best way I can describe it is if you don't like comic books, but you're always the winner of Cards Against Humanity, watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. But from from one sort of absolutely sterling superhero um, uh, bit of viewing to an absolute mare version, uh, Sean's not seen it, but I went to see it last weekend because the previews were out. Mate, I sat through the New Mutants. It was all right. Did it not fill your boots, no? No, it didn't. Mate, you're knocking about a bit. Can I hear you on this? I said sorry. Did they not fill your boots? Um, so, I don't know if you know the history about this. So, the New Mutants is the final sort of chapter of like the X-Men yeah, franchise. Right. And it was being passed around and held off for ages. And then the lockdown happened, so it got held back even further. But in between coronaviruses, Marvel, uh, Disney buying 20th Century Fox, it was basically the, like, the, the misfit toy no one wanted to play with. And it's finally come out. And it really wasn't worth it. Um, it's it's essentially like a horror, trying to be an X Men film set in a ho- horror genre, and which sounds like yeah, a really I interesting get, idea. I get that feel from it when I watch the trailer and stuff. Like we've obviously well, seen mate, it in the cinema. And that and the interesting thing about the trailer for one is that so much from the trailer doesn't make it into the film, which is oh, really, really? annoying. Yeah, a lot of it. So I don't know if you've seen it where someone's lying on a bed and like a Freddy Krueger yeah. mold comes out of the wall. That's not in the film. What the fuck? Um, they just cut shit tons out. Um, the best way I can describe it is there's a scene in the film where Maisie Williams' character is sat watching Buffy. There's two instances where they're both watching. For some reason, in this ho- abandoned hospital where all these kids accept they're allowed to live, um, Maisie Williams is watching Buffy. And it's a clear suggestion of this is the vibe we're trying to get and it just fails miserably at it. Um, this could have been a really good horror film if it had any horror in it. It's so frustrating. Um the cast are really craft company. Um the cast are really good in it. Well in fact this is yeah, stop, stop me if this sounds familiar. The cast are really good in it. Yeah. The idea Tech. is a great idea. Tech. Um it just isn't scary. <laughs> so yeah basically um, what you're trying to tell me is New Mutants as the film version of Lovecraft Country. <laughs> That's a weird comparison but yeah we'll yeah, stick with we'll it. Ride with um, it. 
it's annoying, man, because like it's got a really good cast in it. It's got, uh, like I say, Maisie Williams, isn't it, from uh, Game of Thrones? In fact, she was like on the tail end of the of the final or before the final season, before this yeah. film came was being made. You've also got, got, got Taylor um, Joy in it. You've also got, like, I think, obviously with Maisie Williams and Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things. I've obviously tried yes. to that they've tried to get that. Um, they're picking the cream of the crop yeah basically basically. do you know what i mean they're they're going from the success of game of thrones and stranger things and throwing these two actors in there to kind of lead it and weirdly charlie heat and i don't think uh hold on let me just check so production started i think he actually he hadn't what did they say for pre-production 2017 so when was stranger things i don't think i think it was before you know before Um, before stranger things was it might have been. Let's have a look. Maybe they've just released it in that way then. So it's oh no, it was actually sorry. I tell a lie. It was a year. It's a year after the first season, right? Yeah. And he's very much the same character. He's he's a bit rough around the edges. He's from like the deep south. He's got like a bit of a twang to him. Um, and then you've got Anya Taylor Joy from Glass, who's yeah. who's uh the the only way I can describe it, mate. And it's it's once you see it, you can't shake it. She is Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. She's doing her best Villanelle impression. It's weird. (laughs) She's Russian. She doesn't give a shit. She's like, she's like the tear away of the group, Um, which is interesting because they were both, they were both being eyed for the Furiosa prequel. Yeah. Um, They probably just looked at both and went, should we just flip for it? Um, But yeah, there's so many good little elements in this that could have been great, but because it was on the tail end of what was a failed franchise, because the previous film before this that was X Men was X Men Apocalypse. Oh no, yeah. uh, Dark, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Dark right? Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and obviously Disney bought the rights, so it's like, well, once Marvel gets hands on it, this will mean nothing. Yeah, well, that's what it says. And as a result, here it says um, Disney's purchase of Fox reverted the film rights to Marvel Studio, making the possibility of future films unlikely. So, I mean, yeah. I guess that's probably a good thing because obviously, if I suppose didn't, it didn't is. Enjoy it's... it then. The thing is, though, I imagine this was getting getting pushed around and edited and tweaked during this whole potential thing that was on the horizon. So it's like, the only way I described it on another podcast that I was on this week, where I said, imagine you've got three tests, right, for, for your fucking, for uni or, or school or whatever. You failed two, and you know you're going to fail this course, but you've got to take the third one. Yeah, That's what this is like. It's like, let's just fucking get this over with. So let's rip it off like blast and just be done. Waiting until it comes to DVD or go to a hundred percent. Like this is a Netflix film. This right, is okay. I've got nothing else to watch. Fuck stick it, let's stick it on. Yeah, um, it's all it's it's all right, but it's just not great. And yeah. it, there's so much promise in it. I'm, I'd be interested to see in years down the line if they pick it up again. Those characters, what happens if they do do a horror? It'd yeah. be really interesting. But maybe yeah, maybe just maybe Bloomhouse gets a hold of it. Oh man, can you imagine? That'd be good. We fucking love Bloomhouse. Yeah. We've just got collective bonus for for Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse born. Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah uh, if you're gonna stick any comic book related thing in front of your eyes please make sure it's the boys if you've not watched the first season yet don't worry it's on Amazon Prime stick it on and just plough through it to get to season 2 you could do an Umbrella Academy like Sean did and just hammer yeah, it. Um, do it do it but, do it so besides superhero stuff going on there was also news yesterday last minute that I sent Sean um, but he couldn't see it because <laughs> There you go. That's all I wanted. That was all I wanted. Um, <laughs> um, basically, this final news is... Well, not news. It's not been confirmed. It's not news. Right? It basically... It's this a, is last minute morsels. Is yeah. this potential? Is this a thing that's happening? 
potential potential that that Nick loves and I don't. Right. As so always, we don't see eye to eye. Rocket we'll Man at the Rhapsody. This is the same thing this... all over again. Great way to round off podcast, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep calling best friend? Because I know you don't like it. <laughs> So basically, for those that don't know, WWE star and and living invisible man John Cena put on his his Instagram yesterday. Do you know, interesting facts about him, he has um, done the most Wish Upon a Star requests than anyone, which is amazing. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, amazing guy, again. But we're going, again, we're going way off topic. Basically, in a nutshell, John Cena on his Instagram put a picture of the Sandman punching Spider-Man on a post with nothing else and it's that big, was all he big put. John's face as, as the Sandman well it wasn't it was just Sandman well, wasn't it? It was as, just as him, but you can kind of see it as he's got the same hairline yeah he has got the same hairline which is not hard because he's got fucking Lego head yeah. Um, but yeah so this would suggest that he is in talks to play the Sandman in yeah, the next Spider-Man film I am a fan of this Sean is not yeah. state your case as to why not well Mr Carney I mean I like John Cena, but I did like John Cena and the, the WWE. And I mean, right. I, 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 you said that like you had an issue then. It was like, I did like him. No, until. but he's not in it anymore, obviously. He's doing films oh, yeah, right. and stuff. But I personally don't think that the difference between him and The Rock is The Rock does it better. So John does Cena, what better? like being the sort of action heroes, villain, Hollywood, whatever... I don't think John Cena fits into that mould pretty well. As much as he looks like it, he's a big guy. Like, I've seen him in other films like the... Um, what's that one? Oh, Blockers. Blockers. Amazing. Blockers is fucking great. Mate, amazing. And John Cena and that is funny as fuck. And I think right. that's the better route for him to go down. Like, not, okay. not a complete fucking buffoon or comic sort of... Um, Comic role, but see, sort of comedy action, like the way maybe works rock, to his strength. The way the rock the does it, and um, the one with no, Kevin but here's, Hart. But here's the thing about this: is I feel that John Cena is a better funny man than the Rock. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. However, that's what I said. However, that's what I said to you when you texted me about that. I said I prefer John Cena and comedy action slash action roles. However. Have you? Did you watch? Even though I have no fucking idea when it's going to be out now. Did you see the trailer for the next Fast and Furious, where he is? He it is revealed John Cena is is being Dominic Toretto's long lost brother. Yeah, don't get it. Don't want it. <laughs> get it out. Why? Get they it look, out of my eyes. They look. They look. <laughs> they look cut from the same cloth, man. What's your problem? What? <laughs> I'm obviously taking the piss. You talk. Ah, exactly. Um, uh, Again, Fast I'm, and Furious trying too fucking hard. They should have I'm, stopped. I'm, like way way ago mate that 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 you know that money cow is still gonna get milked oh i know of course can. man um, that's because vin diesel yeah. owns like the fucking percentage of the the rights basically he's also got the acting capability of a pineapple yep. but that's besides the point hence um, why he said three words i am Groot. he's hey that took some emotion behind oh, that yeah. i leave him alone um but but yeah i'm i'm interested for this Purely because, purely for the very reasons you've said, I'm not against, but it's like, so for that reason, that's why I want him to see it. Why I want to see him in that role. I've never seen him as a villain, and I want to. I want to see Tom Holland like giving him fucking shit, and John Cena getting the upper hand. How does he handle being a being a slightly smarter character? I'm going to, 
I'm just going to try. What are you doing? I'm just going to try and find. You said there that you haven't seen John Cena as a villain. Right. So I just want to see if if he has been in films. This is where. What? This is where Sean switches to like dad mode, right? And yeah. puts his phone up to the screen so I th- so he thinks I can read it and I fucking can't. Shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, continue. I'm, mate, I'll just wait for you to find this list of villains where that he's played in the past, which he definitely hasn't. I've seen him as a villain before, and I'm like, nope. No, thank you. Tick, 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 He's going to be in Suicide Squad, which is interesting. Yeah. So that will give him a taste for the comic book sort of theatricals. Also, he was in Bumblebee as like a bad guy, but not really a bad guy. So again, Bumblebee was perfectly fine. Shut up. Shut up. And he wasn't a bad guy. You didn't like Bumblebee. No, and I didn't like John Cena Bumblebee's, and Bumblebee Bumble- Bumblebee's the best Transformers film to date. Nope. You are outside. Your- What's the best Transformers film? Um, the second one. You are a liar. You are lying to yourself. <laughs> you know you lying to yourself. I just love this. I can even be on this podcast this week. <laughs> just like, guess what? The next poll is which is the best Transformer film? Ugh. This is fucking this is outrageous. I, t- I told you now when I was down in Arts, my mate messaged me because he'd been listening to the podcast and he was like, I've forgotten how much I miss how angry you get when yeah. people disagree with you about films. It's like next week or no way. And I'm like, guess what, Nick? No. Fuck you. No, it's not that. No. I'll, I'll accept a disagreement as long as you can back it as up. As long as I've got a valid At the minute, point. you're doing a shit job. Oh, yeah, you've got valid bollocks, points. man. Just because I can't <laughs> um, dictate it in the way that you do because you're an English tod. Uh, articulate. Yeah. Articulate, not dictate, you twat. <laughs> but yes, so John Cena is the Sandman. Nick agrees, I don't. I think a good way to round off the podcast because obviously I think this is probably Nick's little bit um, because he loves Go Bond on. so much uh, and also Brilliant. loves a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Alan Partridge, that we should sign off by Nick <laughs> doing his Alan Partridge impression of uh, the bit where everybody gets Bond wrong or gets the bits from Bond wrong. On you go, Nick. Take it away. Dang a lang a lang a lang. Nobody does it better. Perfect. Oh, bit of boom. Perfect. <laughs> Blood comes trickling down. down. <laughs> it's, not, it's all right, though, right? Because he jumps off a cliff and he bursts his parachute. Michael, Michael! <laughs> you're getting Bond wrong. <laughs> anyway, that is a perfect note. I'm very sorry for being really loud, then, folks. Yeah, so many eardrums will have burst just then. Um, we'll put a, a volume warning on the on the description. But for now, I think we'll leave it at that um, because it's getting late. Um, you know, I need to Sean's eat. Sean's getting tight. I need to eat, yeah. yeah. I'm two bottles into Corona. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you've listened, you know, unless this is just me and Sean talking yep. into the ether. Please, please listen. Like what please you're tell hearing, all your friends and family. and Tell all your friends. Yeah, share. Tell family. Share, tell friends. share and subscribe is the most important thing that we are going to tell you this week. Share and subscribe, because my friends. So... If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to us on the iTunes, on the Spotify and SoundCloud to get in touch each week. And for more real good stuff, you can follow us on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK, um, where there is a solid poll about which is the better film, Rocket Man. Nope. Or Rhapsody. There, there is a solid, solid one poll. film to win. There this is a contender. solid poll whether Nick is right or Sean is right. 
You know the right Which... choice, my friends. You know the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'll be Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, for Instagram, yeah, you can find us at This Is Real Good UK, where that poll is sitting, as well as a load of bunch of other stuff. Um, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. As Sean's rightfully said, please, please, please share this everywhere you can because it's just nice to have people agree with me and tell us <laughs> for tell once in, in unison say that Sean's off his tits because neither um, me nor Tina agree with him <laughs> <laughs> you fucking arsehole <laughs> um, but yeah uh, if you really 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 want to see fucking where Sean like hangs his hat on Instagram where can they find you Sean at Beard Carnage and where Nick, you can find can you idiotic find you? posts about Freddie Mercury um, you can find me at Nick Staniford, the only place to be for uh, weird stuff that I very, I very rarely put up. Yeah. Honest, but that's lazy. the same everywhere. So if you want to follow me on, I'm not lazy. I'm oh, just, I'm more of a Twitter. You're the Instagram again. guy. Disagreement. Here we go. Disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me at Nick Staniford on the Instagram and at the Twitter as well, um, because Sean doesn't believe in Twitter. He thinks it's witchcraft. Nick. But for now, what? Because I'm your best friend, I know how to push your buttons. I'm not your best. Goodbye, my friends. Friend. It's been a pleasure. He's such a cunt. <laughs> Love ya. Bye-bye. Bye.